podcast called Moving to the Bluegrass. I'm Kim Zander. I'm here with my producer, Carrie Lewis, my special guests, Stuart and Ina Hicks, and a super special guest, my husband, Rick Zander, who is how I met Stuart and Ina. So thank you for joining us today. And and uh, we're going to be talking today about your subdivision, which is Keene Manor. Um, I have a lot of questions for you about Keene Manor, as I'm sure the listeners do as well. So I appreciate you being here tonight. We're happy to do it. So to get us started, I would like to first, well, first, before, before we talk about anything else, tell me a little bit about the location of Keene Manor and um, just a little bit about the houses, just a brief summary about the houses in your subdivision. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? All right. So uh, the good thing about Keene Manor is that uh, it's, it's definitely a country club golf setting if that's what you're looking for. And it's really, really convenient into town because Harrisburg's the easiest road of all the roads, Nicholasville, Tate's Creek, wherever, to get into town super, super easy. Um, the homes here are all uh, pretty large. I think uh, the minimum uh, square footage is 4,400 square feet above grade. And then most people finish the basement on top of that and things like that. So you get really, really nice sized houses and all the lots are at least an acre. So you have really, really nice lots. And then the way the design is the lots go around a ridge and the golf course is on the outside of the thing. And I've never seen anything like this. And I've lived on golf courses before. And so you'll never have a backdoor neighbor pretty much because oh, uh, nice. everybody backs up to the golf course, oh, that, which is, nice. which is, uh, which is unusual. A lot of golf course communities, you know, you have some lots that are the redheaded stepchild and they're, they, but, but here everybody has a view everybody has of a, the course, a, a no matter course, which amazing. house you're on. So, uh, it's, I, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's actually kind of unique. So it's pretty cool. So we are not actually in Lexington. We are right over the Lexington, uh, the Fayette County Jasmine. line. That's correct. Into- we're, we're about a half mile into Jasmine. Uh, and when we built here, uh, that was one of the um, uh, reasons we moved here is because you could not get one acre lots in Fayette mm-hmm. County. And so that's a, one of the best things about Key Manor is you, you can get large lots and, and still only be basically a half mile mm-hmm. from the Fayette. And so you save on taxes, mm-hmm. but you basically get all the convenience of everything in Fayette County uh, that you would you would have otherwise. So I jumped straight into tell me about your neighborhood, and I didn't even ask you to tell me about you. So <laughs> uh, before we talk more about the neighborhood, tell me a little bit about yourselves and where you're from, um, what brought you to Lexington, and how long you've been here. Ina. <laughs> Uh, well, we moved here approximately five years ago uh, with Stuart to take care of his elderly parents. We moved from Beverly Hills, California, uh, where Stuart and I met. And uh, we just happened to work across the street from each other. I was a Rodeo Drive girl working there uh, in one of the French boutiques. And uh, Stuart was one of the managers in uh, Lexus of Beverly Hills. And uh, we met, we absolutely loved that area. Definitely a lot of cultural events. Um, 
We left behind many friends and uh, definitely a lot of entertainment. Also convenient for us was going to Las Vegas a lot, pretty much a, over a weekend trip. And uh, San Francisco, which I love with all my heart, and this is where I landed after coming back from Russia. Um, San Francisco is also uh, very easy to get to from Los Angeles, and we drove quite a few times back and forth. How um, long were you there in San Francisco and in Beverly Hills before In San Francisco, I spent about 10 years. Um, I had a fairly interesting experience because it was my first landing spot when I came from Russia. And uh, I volunteered at a college. It was a community college called Foothill in Los Altos Hills. Um, I helped the professor to co-teach classes, introduction uh, to radio broadcasting. And uh, this is basically my experience and my background coming from Russia. I used to work on radio and TV. So, and uh, also, uh, I had the radio show for about six to seven years, my weekly radio show at night, at the radio station called KFJC in Los Altos Hills. So, it was a lot of fun, and then uh, I moved to Los Angeles. I didn't want to change my driver's license. I want to stay in California. Los Angeles was something fairly new, and uh, I ended up working for retail. So, um, um a lot of clients, like celebrities, the richest people of the world. Sheikhs of Abu Dhabi, Prince of Spain and King of Spain, definitely lots of movie stars and supermodels were all my wow. clients. So quite interesting life and uh, a little bit superficial there because you always have to dress up and see how you look and wear prime designers and uh, drive fairly expensive car if you don't want to look to be looked down at, and um, that was fabulous in some way. The only thing we don't miss is probably traffic. Right, right. Yeah, so this is quite different, I'd say. I've not lived in Beverly Hills, but I'd say Lexington, Kentucky is quite different from that experience. Well, it's the one thing I can say is uh, uh, this house in the same lot that I had there would be uh, one of the best things about Kentucky is it would be about $25 million. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating on that. $25 million. $25 million easy on the exact same lot and for we're, this size Yeah, house. we're probably... So, so I don't... I, I've looked... I've it's looked 10 at, times more. It's 10 times more there than it yeah, is here. So. Yeah, I've looked at homes just out of curiosity sometimes of like, show me everything that... Because I'm, I'm a realtor, so I, I'm interested in these things. Like, show me everything that's listed for sale in Lexington that's over like $5 million. There actually are a handful of them, but it's not common. Well, not common. And, and those have more to do with uh, land as much as, mm-hmm. right. as anything else. So, so if you had a um, house this size, and, and what would you say the square footage is of your it's, house? It's uh, 11,300 square feet. So, so would, on an it acre would lot. $25 million. 20, and would that be on an acre lot? Uh, and, minimum, yeah, yeah, probably a little bit, even maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, but, uh, okay, but uh, yeah, so so that's the one of the best things here is I could not afford that house there at all. So you get a lot so more you bang here, for your I, buck. You get a lot, you get a lot more bang, a lot for, more your bang buck for your buck here. In Lexington, that's for sure. So what's it like being? So how long um, were you, Stewart, in California? Uh, since two thousand seven. And then where else have you lived in the United States? Everywhere. 
Boca Raton, Florida, Palm Beach. So you have uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but he's so originally an Okie, right? Well, well, I'm originally from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Okay. And then I, uh, my dad taught at Oral Robertson. I did go to high school in Oklahoma State uh, uh, University. So you're very well rounded. So I've been every, I've been all over the United States. So when you first moved to Lexington, you said you were here to, to help out with your with your parents. Mm-hmm. And did so? How long were they here? How long were well, they? Well, they've Lexington? been here since 1987. Five. No, 87. We were just talking about it. It was 1987. So, so 33 or 43 years, however many that is. But So did they have a network of people that you got to know? Or how did you become acclimated to this area? And where did you, what, what did you think of Lexington well, and the people? Well, I mean, the, the, the people are just fantastic. I mean, that's, that's the number one selling point of Lexington, Kentucky. Do you it's find that we have Southern charm here? Because some people, well, it's, you know, and if you're, here's if you're the from, thing. It's not, it's not, it's Southern it's charm. It's not Southern you're charm like what you might South, see in Georgia. But it's not like Southern Mississippi. Right. You know, it's not like, the, so you do get, I mean, and the university helps with that. So you, you do have a lot, I think a lot better restaurants. You have a lot better, um, you know, just things to do and, and, and stuff. To say. I mean, it's not LA, but, but we're not. Yeah, but it's not. Always. It's not. It's not Mississippi. Right. I well, I would say that people in Kentucky are more real, more genuine, and uh, you can make friends very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me being in Los Angeles for um, a little bit over five years, I truly found only one true friend. Everybody else was like, "What can I get out of the relationship with you?" Mm. Um, and in Kentucky, I just walked in into the mall, um, walked into the Macy's, and right away I got greeted by a very good girl, and she happened to be Russian. And then she introduced me to all the other people from Ukraine and Moldova and other places. And uh, this is how I got friends pretty much day one as soon as I got to uh, Lexington. And then, of course, you know... Uh, knowing our neighbors when we were having a rental place. Our neighbors were extremely charming and very friendly and very welcoming. So um, you cannot find people like in Kentucky, um, say, on the West Coast. So when you moved here, um, did you know you wanted to live on a golf course or did you just want a beautiful house, a luxury we, home? We looked with a at big a lot, lot of lots. Um, at, well, first we looked for resales, mm-hmm. but we were a pretty unique situation. Uh, we, we needed two masters and we needed uh, an elevator and we needed a four car garage. Mm-hmm. And there just were not a lot of listings for those three things specifically. And so we were getting a little frustrated. I said, well, we're going to have to build. And so we ended up renting. A, it took 18 months to build this house. Mm-hmm. Where did you rent? And we rented over off of uh, by Heartland and mm-hmm. Tate's Creek mm-hmm. area over there and uh, Hammock Oak Lane and Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and uh, nice little 2,400 square foot, nothing house, but it was, uh, it was great. And for a rental, and it helped you to get to know the area. And we stayed. We made and we made a lot of friends. friends. Like the whole street was our friends. Tokash lived there, right? Yeah, that's how I met Jim Tokash, who's also a member of the club, and and uh, Sterling next door. And Sterling, so so yeah, so 
uh, it was great. And considering how long it took to build this house, uh, it was it was actually an ideal situation. So the house is here. So the houses are mostly brick. I've I saw yeah. one around the corner yeah. that's that's maybe got some hardy board on it. Um, I haven't seen any. I don't think you have. Yeah, any there are some houses. stucco houses There's in our neighborhood. There's a couple of Mediterranean style houses with stucco, uh, which add a little flair to the neighborhood. That our house is full brick four sides but there are some I, I and i noticed a lot of the one and a half stories i guess is what they're called mm-hmm. um ours is full two-story but one and a half stories they have like the master bedroom on the first the hardy floor board where well, they have hardy board on a lot of hardy board mm-hmm. on the second floor or you're a mix of you know brick and stone and mm-hmm. hardy board so every home is a custom home out here every every yeah there's not there's not one home that isn't custom how many different builders would you say have built homes you in know this subdivision? It's, i would say it's probably five or six but don't hold me to that but I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to six do you I, know go i was gonna say i was just, i was just gonna ask that question as to who the who the builder yeah, was who out, the builders? Out, out here. right so yeah. uh uh kerwin and collier are two of the major ones that's two separate builders, two, right? Yeah, mike uh, and tony mike collier. Mm-hmm. and collier that's two separate ones and they uh, uh, and of course, uh, B. Fry, who uh, owns the course, mm-hmm. and owns, he asked, he's also built some houses out here, and he has a spec for sale right now. Do you so know what it's listed for? Uh, one six five. One it's six. It's a Cape, five. Cape Cod style. It's the one you were talking a, about. You saw the uh, Hardy board. Oh, and that's the one there. that's. Uh, it has a really nice view. Yeah, four eighteen Keen Manor Circle. Mm-hmm. That's the one your husband mm-hmm. wants to move into. Oh, that, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually quite well done. Uh, so B Fry, uh, who developed the uh, property, also uh, did that one, and then um, then there's uh, Poor is doing the house. Stephen, uh, Poor, Stephen yes. Poor down there. We had Jonathan Isaacs was our builder. Mark Phillips. And then I was going to get to Mark Phillips and his dad uh, built across the street. But so, so those are the major ones. And then there might be some and other ones you, that I don't know about. When but. you go to build a custom home with one of these builders, how do you design the house how did you did you have a design in mind and then you presented it to the builder and said here's what i want or do you work with the builder and say what can you do for me and start like how does that work well i have learned my lessons having built houses before and 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 as a rookie if there's if this podcast helps anybody save you a painful experiences is get your own plans do them the way you want ahead of time um and and then and then go from there because uh uh, the cookie cutter stuff just so how does one go about getting a plan do you you get an architect and have a design we bought plans online we actually did everything online so do you like you don't go to the library and check out a book and say this is the one i want you we we just there's there's several good home plan sites Mm mm-hmm and then once you get it narrowed down, and you'll never find a plan that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So once you get it narrowed down, you find one that's like 80% perfect. Mm-hmm. Like we found, like for instance, we had, we had the elevator. Mm-hmm. We had the four-car garage. And there was a lot of the features we wanted, but it didn't have two masters. Mm-hmm. But when you custom build from the start, that was no big deal because I just combined two bedrooms upstairs. Mm-hmm. Two, I combined two bathrooms and I... Did the space over the garage to create an office and laundry and kitchen. So, I mean, it was, now I had 
2,200 square foot in-law suite that ended up being perfect. So, nice. so you'll never find anything that's perfect. But when you custom build, mm-hmm. and then the the plans cost. I mean, the plans were only like twenty five hundred bucks. I mean, I say only, but I mean right. But and, I mean, and then once, the, but then, up. but then once we get, then we customize the hell out of them. Right. Because like we widened the plans and we did some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Too, so. so, let's see. I already know the answer to this question, but since I'm asking the questions, can you still build out here? I, every lot is sold. Every lot is sold. Every See, lot I was is wrong. Sold. I, I'm glad I asked because I was thinking. Every, I, I and, still. And, well, there was uh, there was one left, and it is it is since sold. But so, is it sold to a builder, or is it like are they all sold to people that are going to occupy the homes, or do you know? I believe they're 100 percent sold in this neighborhood. There th- may be one. I think the last lot at the top is B Fry's lot. And he's saving it to do some special type of spec house on that lot. So you, similar to the uh, Cape Cod he just did over here. Well, so you might be able to talk him out of that one. Yeah. Is, are you talking about behind number nine? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, but that was, I mean, technically it is sold, but. So I kind of have another question about the neighborhood. Is there a homeowners association situation? Uh Please, please don't bring that up. <laughs> and as of now, no. Okay. Well, because I mean, you know, I, I live in a neighborhood where there's a homeowner's association. And I know, you know, there are a lot of neighborhoods in Lexington mm-hmm. that have them. There are plenty that don't, right? But there are also, so I just, I I thought I would ask because that's, that's something that's important to people, you know, whether and or not it has one. Some will only move to a subdivision that has them and some will only move to right. a subdivision. Yeah. Right now we have no, I mean, I think if, if I remember buying the land, there are provisions for one in the future, but as of now, there is not. And the great thing is, is especially since B. Fry lives right over there on the property, there, um, the golf course takes care of all the common areas and things like that as of right now. And then most people have pretty their own security pretty good. So, What about restrictions? Are there any neighborhood restrictions? Definitely. There's de- like, like I said, there's can no- you have chickens? No, I always ask that question. No, you Just can't because- have chickens. No chickens, uh, no horses, goats. No horses, no goats. Uh, no, I, I mean everything has to be approved by beef fry. Okay, so sure. there's so no HOA necessarily, but there's still guidelines. There's you have definitely to there's definitely no deed in the restrictions. Oh yeah. Do, can no. you? I, this is a silly question, but I, I know when we moved into our house in in Beaumont, not the one we're currently in, but the one before that. We were so excited because we were building from scratch and we live in Kentucky, you know, blue is our color. And Rick was so excited because he was going to paint the door blue. And then we found out that there was a neighborhood restriction that I don't think people are abiding by now, but your doors could only be black or brown. So do you have mm-hmm. any like things like that, that? Yeah, yeah, we definitely have things like that. Like uh, you may or may not have noticed, but every mailbox is the same. Mm-hmm and uh and things like that so uh you can't put any sheds out in the back mm-hmm. um but you can't build a pool house but you can't build a pool house okay but yeah so you have to get it's got to be certain it's standard be and, and, and all that and stuff. you have and, one of those i'm yes, looking at it right now one. i am in the basement <laughs> looking at your door at your pool and the view of the golf course and your pool house yeah so it, it's it's a lot of fun does the pool house have to be attached to the home no Okay. It's not. Um, so but it needs to match the, the, the design, the, the design the quality of the rest of the and home. everything. So tell me, because you are living 
Rick's dream. You <laughs> are living on a golf course. Okay. And for as long as we've been married, which is a long time, um, he's always had a dream of living on a golf course. So what is it like to live Rick's dream? Are you living your dream, Stuart? I, and I, Ina? I am. <laughs> Ina may not be. Uh, but I, Well, here's, here's part of Ina's dream, and I'll talk for it. You'll never have a backyard neighbor. Mm-hmm. So if you have a pool or something like that, that is nice. You know, people staring right. in from the back or anything like that. Uh, but it, it is absolutely phenomenal, especially, especially if you work hard or if you work a lot of hours. Living on the golf course is great because you can just, and you, if you belong to a club, you can go play two holes, you know, feel guilty because mm-hmm. you, just, you just play two holes mm-hmm. and come back. Or, you know, you play nine at late at night or whatever. I mean, it's just so convenient. So you all were so kind to let us come over to your house to hang out in your pool when you weren't even here on the 4th of July. And we did. <laughs> we took you up on that offer. Thank you. It was wonderful. Um, but one of my favorite things was when it was time to eat, Rick was going to drive up to the clubhouse and pick up some lunch. And then we thought, I wonder if they will deliver here. And it's literally walking distance. So he called up to the clubhouse and said, hey, can you deliver? And it was kind of like a joke, like a funny thing. We didn't expect them to say yes. And they were like, sure, no problem. Which house are you at? (laughs) And uh, they drove their golf cart up here and delivered our lunch right to the pool. So, yeah, that was a little slice of heaven that day. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. So, so I, I guess I have another quick question kind of about the golf course and the, and the clubhouse uh, kind of situation. Is that included in, you know, moving into the neighborhood or is that a separate thing that you have to do? Because a lot of that places... Was one of my questions, Was too. it? Okay. Because I know, again, where I live, we used to have a golf course in a clubhouse. We don't have a golf course in a clubhouse anymore. Um, but part of that was that you had to be a member separate from... Are you, you know, at Andover? Yeah, I'm no. Andover. <laughs> um, yeah, so when we when we bought in the lot at the end of 2015, I want to say it was, um, it was a uh, there was a 10 year membership included, and trust me, it was and it was I, I don't feel overcharged, but it was priced into the price of the lot when you compare one acre lots, just the next neighborhood over or some other real nice neighborhoods around here, equestrian or wherever else, you know? So, I mean, it was included, but it's, it was actually extremely convenient for me because I was going to do it anyway. So it was, it was fantastic. So if you bought the last spec lot of of corn Rick, if there's one left, then you will get a 10 year membership included in that. Well, the interesting thing is B's only offering a five year membership at the uh, Cape Cod across the street. Really? Yeah. They've well, they cut it that's down why, a little bit. That's I think why. he sat on the lot for five years and so he said it's not <laughs> worth it anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, it took him a while to build that house. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of custom stuff inside. And I think for resale value, um, you know, resellers that come in, they don't get that right. That was the initial purchase. Mm, if you, it's not. If, if you bought the lot. So if you only lived here for four and, years, you well, don't get six it's years. Up to the homeowner at that point if they want to transfer it so what if they say they don't want to transfer do they get a refund they keep their membership and then but but and they can come back and play but let me let me say this especially kim if you end up selling some resales in here it's still the best deal in town by far i mean i have belonged to other countries i you will not find a better deal 
between these two clubs. And uh, these two, and that, we were going we to talk about different. champions in a minute as well. Yeah, so, so I mean, so even if you bought a resale in here, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend joining because of the things we talked about. And it is the best, just budget for it, it's the best deal in town. Well, and let's just to compare for a minute. So, Rick, you have a friend that lives in Texas that that has a, a, a second home at... Um, which Blue Jack. at Blue Jack and tell me what the fees are there to be a member. And then, and so even though Rick's not living Stewart's dream of living on the golf course, Rick's Yet. living a little bit of the dream by being a member here. So tell me, Rick, I'm going to let you talk for a second. How do you become a member if you do not live here? And how do the prices compare for people that don't live here to other places in the country? You know, it's a, it's a good question. And I think, uh, you look around town and, um, you know, you start evaluating what you got here. You've got two clubs that are mile or a mile and a half apart from each other. Which clubs? Uh, you got you got Keen Run Golf Course and Champions Trace Golf Course, which both are uh, part of Keen Trace Golf Club. And that's so, not confusing at all. No, it's not. Well, that you know, they took the Keen from Keen Run and they took the Trace from Champions Trace, and they made a club. And so, if you think about it that way, it's pretty simple. But you know, the staff. And the people that work here are phenomenal. They work their tails off to make sure that we have, you know, great tournaments, great men's leagues, women's leagues, Friday night social hours. Um, you know, the courses are in pretty good shape. Usually we've, we've had a little extra play because of COVID right now. So I'd say that, you know, it's been challenging for them um, to keep up with, you know, 200, 300 people playing every day when they're not used to that at this time of the year. But, um, you know, I've got friends, you know, Kim, you referenced Texas. I've got a bunch of friends that die to come in here and play every year and our member guest. And, you know, when we talk to them about what we pay and the fact that there's no equity and there's so no what do you pay? monthly minimums. What do you pay? Um, well, I think for like an individual, it's probably around, it, it, it's hard to say because they had some, uh, they had a, you could lock in a rate a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, it's about, when they brought in the Barbasol yeah. tournament, which is one of only... Yeah. 33 courses in the United States to ho- host a PGA tournament exactly. by the way. So so it's actually quite an honor. So it's a you're you're coming into a championship course. Well, and now we just got on to the uh, what is it the uh, uh, TPC. TPC. So you TPC. can play TPC Sawgrass, you can play TPC yeah, anywhere exactly. in the, So yeah. but for us it's it's about probably 4700 to 5000 for us individual membership and oh. 6500 for 6700 for a family membership. I think, that more, I think Lauren will shoot you because I think it's gone. Well, that's my that's my lock, <laughs> that's my locked in rates and I haven't looked at the new rates cuz I'm yeah, not paying them yet. I think it's it's still the best deal in town, folks. Don't but it's, under, under but it's like it's 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 like 7500 a month, I think. Or no, a, a year, year. 7500 a year. So, but there's no but here's the here's the best thing. Well, for instance, LA Country Club to join, right by where we used to live. I mean, I could walk to LA Country Club. It's three hundred fifty thousand dollars just initiation. I mean that that didn't include, and that wow. and then you have to be voted in, mm. and so it's three hundred fifty thousand dollars just for that. But uh, anyway, so but there's. Another great thing about this club, there's no min- uh, cart fees. That's what I was going to ask. Are there there's any There's no fees minimum food there? and beverage, uh, so which wouldn't matter if there was because Rick and I would hit it every month anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but We've never no, missed a minimum there. We would never miss it, but, but there isn't. So, you know, if you're, say, in Europe for three months, you're not paying for stuff. 
that you're not using. And so, so it's, it's a, it's like I said, it's, it's the best deal of any country club I've seen in the United States. The guys that I have come in from around the world or around the U.S. To they're play blown here, away they're by blown how away. cheap What is, is the fee that, that Jacob pays in Texas for Blue Jack? You know, I don't know because everybody has a different fee. But if you look on their website right now, it's like a $95,000 initiation mm-hmm, fee and $1,000 mm-hmm. a month. And then you, you have to order everything through the club, too. So it's uh, quite a bit different than what we have. Exactly. Um, but, you know, but... You know, I think he got in early too, so I'm not sure that he's paying that. But if if I were to join today out there, that's probably what I'd have to pay. Yeah, that, so, and that's normal. So mm-hmm. let me talk to Eno for a minute, because um, you're you're living here on the golf course, and you've got this beautiful pool in your backyard. So I know you enjoy that. Um, and I've seen you before. We've sat at the same table before at the the Friday night. I forgot even what they call that Friday night. I want to call it Friday night lights, but that's not right. That's football. What do you? What's sometimes. No, actually, you, that is correct. Friday is it, Night Lights. Do we call it Friday Night Lights? No, no, they have music out there and the uh, live music and things like that. I mean, they have some great things at the club. So, you know, are there any things that you've been to aside from the Friday night thing with music that that you enjoy? There were some events like uh, special dedication to, say, uh, Valentine's Day. So they had quite a few special events, uh, Mother's Day event and such. So uh, they, they bring uh, some comedians, some of them are local, some of them travel. So um, I think they're doing a tremendous job and uh, just is, keep us a little bit entertained. Is that here. separate from the golf? Can you go to these events? What, what are these events? What do they do for Mother's Day, for instance? Oh, they do brunches. Um, they I know for Easter they organize like uh, egg hunt for children, mm-hmm. so brunches as well. Um, I believe they're doing a great job. I uh, personally, I attended a few events. Um, quite often, Stuart and I we have our special other places that we prefer to go uh, for those occasions. But uh, the ones that we attended, we were very pleased. So you mentioned that, and that's something I was going to talk about at the end. But since you brought it up, let's talk about that now. Um, the places you like to go, because this is not just about Keene Manor. This is about Lexington. So, or, or we're in Nicholasville. So if you are in Nicholasville or any of the surrounding counties, um, you've been, you lived in California for many years. You had the finest of dining available to you. Where do you go for your fine dining? Well, here? Dudley's would be my uh, favorite spot. What is it? Dudley's. Dudley's. Okay. Dudley's yes. sounds short, believe it or not. Have you eaten on the rooftop there yet? No, we've they, eaten on the, on the top floor. Is it Dudley's that has the, the? They have a rooftop out yeah. outside. Yeah, we we don't eat outside with the bugs, but we'll we'll eat. Oh it. no, that's it's perfect one. out there. <laughs> that's the one that has all the greenery. Yeah. Trust me, we're not going out with the bugs. No, they got. There's no bugs up there. It's it's elevated and downtown, but it's uh-huh. it's beautiful out there on the uh, on the balcony. Do, um, I think they have the deviled eggs there, don't they? That are so good. What what is your favorite dish at, at Dudley's? Um, well, steak tartare to start with. What is it? Steak tartare. Steak tartare. Mm. Um, I would say that Jeff Rubius is doing a uh, phenomenal job also with this. It's my favorite appetizer. I like anything with oysters. Mm-hmm. Not a huge steak eater, so I prefer more, maybe uh, more like red deer, uh, venison, pretty much, um, quails. So more like of French cuisine. Mm-hmm. And um, Dudley's is the place. She really enjoyed Blue Heron. Blue Blue, Heron is a very quaint. It's not fine dining, but it was really good. I I really appreciate Martini's there. And then she loves 
OBC. OBC oh, Kitchen oh. with my favorite <laughs> bacon in a glass. I was going to say the bacon. They have candied with bacon the, the that they serve the in butter. a jar of peanut butter. This is the first place. Old fashioned with it. This yeah. is the first place I actually tried my old fashioned when I moved to Kentucky, and I don't know how it, I would handle bourbon to start with. But of course, you know when you go to Woodford Reserve, they give you a tour and they teach you how to trick your palate by um, having a bite of uh, dark chocolate so you don't shock your palate with your first sip of bourbon. And it has been, this knowledge has been quite handy. And uh, <laughs> when we ended up completely by default uh, coming from a different uh, corporate party, we ended up in OBC Kitchen. I was just wondering, you know, like what it's all about, old fashioned. Decided to try and it was, and still is my favorite the old fashioned place to go for old fashioned, and of course, I I was glancing through menu. Even though we came from that uh, special event with lots of choices of adobes, yet uh, something that caught my eye in the menu, which was bacon in a glass, and just how is it like bacon in a glass? How do they glaze it? Why is it like in a glass? How is it standing there? So, and we just <laughs> decided to try, and ever since. I bring all my friends who visit Kentucky for the first time. We go to OBC Kitchen. So let me ask you, and I'm, I assume that a lot of these friends are Russian friends, and some of them, but uh, also from uh, just different states who've never been, really? and uh, even local ones. Not everybody knows about this appetizer. And uh, as a matter of fact, you know, his parents have been here in Kentucky in Lexington for so many years, and they had never. N known about the uh, these special appetizers, so we were the first ones who came here and introduced them to that. That's so awesome. They, lo they love it so much. Okay, so I want to backtrack to uh, Keen versus, or, I'm sorry, Keen Manor versus Champions. And when I get confused and can't remember Keen Manor, Keen Keen Trace Champions, I just say Keen. Um, so tell me what you know to be. Tell me a little bit about Champions, because Champions is included in your golf membership, correct? Correct. Okay, and are there any other clubs that are included, or is it just Champions no, just, and Just Keen, those two. But together it's Keen Trace. But tell me about Champions. Well, Champions, uh, it's all about the golf course. It's, uh, like I said, it's one of only 33 or 35, I don't know the exact number, but courses in the United States that hosts a PGA Tour event. And the Barbersaw was at Champions. And the Barbersaw is at King. Champions. And we'll be back next. It was canceled this year because of COVID, but mm -hmm. it'll be back next year officially. And then uh, the course is so good that, uh, and of course, the PGA Tour has put so much money into it that they made it part of the TPC network, which is actually good. So what is like, TPC? TPC is Tournament Players Club. Mm -hmm. And so the most, even people that listen to your podcast that don't know a lot about golf, they'll know about the Island Green at Sawgrass, number 17. I part it. Yeah, well, good job. <laughs> so what that means is uh, a lot of people like to join clubs at what's called uh, recep recep reciprocal. reciprocal. So that means if you belong to this club, that you can go to Jacksonville, Florida and go play TPC Sawgrass at, oh, at a member rate. So that's uh, that's... In the works, or that is current? No, it's current. It That's just current. happened, it just happened this year. Of so is there a list so, that you yeah, can Yeah, there's TPC Scottsdale, which I played all the time, which is phenomenal, and I would have loved to have played at a member rate. You know, so any TPC course in the United States, uh, the TPC course they're playing this week in Minnesota is a TPC course. So 
you can go and play those courses. But Champions is definitely an older neighborhood. Uh, lots of great resales in there. There are huge lots in there. And older being, when I look at the sales for the past couple of years, it looks like most of them were built in the late 1980s, early 90s. Yeah, they're, they're definitely 80s, 90s. The good thing about Champions, if, if you want to buy a house from Kim out there, is they all have most of them have at least five acre lots they are five so acres. if okay. you're if you're looking for but you're a little bit more out in the country mm-hmm. it's definitely not, more not too far maybe when you say further out we're talking like 10 minutes maybe 10, ten minutes and and but it's definitely more of a country feel mm-hmm. where this is keen i mean if you really ask me it's more of a city feel mm-hmm. well Keene's right off a major thoroughfare right so it's off harrisburg road and and to get the champions you do have to take kind of military pike Keene road back which is a yeah. little curvy or cut through and a question at night. either it's, one uh, it's a little dark and curvy at night so. and think, the roads are narrow and i think the restrictions are similar though i've never seen even though there's five acres i don't think i've seen horses out there no, no. yeah they're no horses, very very no. similar and, and yeah. they're owned by the same people okay. now so yeah, but there's so. a house on the number two uh right right on number one number two green out there that actually has an underground gun range oh. attached to the house you walk down to the basement you walk through a door and you have your own gun range indoor gun range mm. underground hmm. behind the house well that's interesting it's a fun I fact i don't know what to think about that <laughs> it's a fun fact have you been in this no basement? but but uh you know, as a realtor, I've got other realtor friends out at the golf course that have shown that property before, and they all talk about it. <laughs> wow. So, it's pretty impressive. So, in case you're interested in living uh, at Keene or Champions, there are four... Well, there's the one we talked about already. Um, you said it's B. Fry's house. That's one, $1,650,000 uh, at, at Keene Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's brand new. Or Beautiful if you, if view you, out the back of that. If one. you want to, actually, these at Champions, the prices are all over the place. There's one that was built in 1989. It is listed for eight hundred seventy-nine thousand five hundred dollars. It has six thousand square feet, uh, five bedrooms, five and a half baths. Um, then there's one that's the same price as this this one on uh, four fifteen Key Manor Circle. Um, oh wait, that's the why did that show up? Oh, I have Champions and. Um, uh, keen on the same paper here. So I take that back. But there is one for 1995000 at uh, 47th Avenue of Champions. Um, 9,069, no, yeah, 9,069 square feet. So there you go. Um, Stuart, let me ask you a question. You, you played college golf. Yeah. Give me your depiction of the differences in the two golf courses and what you like about each one? Well, okay, so that's actually a really good question. Uh, Champions is, uh, and for the golfers that are listening, will get this, it's more of a parkland-style course. And so uh, uh, it's it's definitely more tree-lined, more wooded, more forest carries. Uh, You know, and and the difficulty is high. Definitely smaller greens, more undulated. Um, you know, and, and, and the rough can be penal out there when, when they want it to be, uh, it's definitely more difficult. Uh, keen is sand traps and water. well, they both, they're both well bunkered. They're, they're both, trust me, keen has plenty of, <laughs> but, but keen, keen is more fun to play for the casual golfer, you know, for the guy that doesn't get out or, you know. Rick, Rick, for instance, is a very, very good golfer. He's a low, 
almost a scratch golfer. So he can play both courses equally well. But keen for your average guy, say say you're like, we, we have CFOs that are moving here. We have surgeons that are moving in here. We have presidents of trash companies moving in. The, they may not get to play that much. So Keen is a little bit more forgiving, but it's not easy. They've hosted a Kentucky Open Yeah, here. I tried to play so once, and I'm not a golfer. It wasn't easy. So I don't mean to say Keen is easier as much as I'm saying it's just more forgiving. It's it, a little it, more open. It's a little bit more open. It's more of a Scottish feel to me because there's no ha- – Again, I, I mean, at the very beginning of the podcast, I've never seen a neighborhood design like this, where every single home backed up to the course. It's a circle. And then, but usually there's you have streets on every hole. That's not the case. You just have one street that goes around. So it's actually a neighborhood golf course that you you could have four or five holes next to each other. You know, I've never seen that because usually they would find a way to put streets in there mm-hmm. and build more houses in there, you know, and things like that where it feels very, so, I mean, you feel like you're on a real country estate out mm-hmm. here uh, because you'll never have a backyard neighbor and you can't even, you can't even see a house behind you. And to be honest with you, champions is almost the same way. Almost. Not, not quite. But not, but not every lot out there is created. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I was saying about this one. And they may have learned from that, that, I've never seen such a well-designed, I mean, from a pure real estate perspective, Mm -hmm. I've never seen a better designed subdivision than this one. And I've lived in Palm Beach, Boca, Beverly Hills. Georgia. Georgia, I mean, uh, well, TPC Sugarloaf. Yeah. Johns Creek. I mean, I've lived in some of the best places in the United States, and I've never seen a better designed neighborhood than this one. Awesome. So, uh, more golf talk. So I'm sorry if I've lost listeners that aren't golfers, but there might be those few golfers out there that are trying to figure out where they want to live. Well, by this time in the so. podcast, they're probably golfers. So, it's okay. <laughs> so tell me <laughs> about, so Rick and Stuart, I know you're both involved in men's league as well as my son. Uh, tell me about men's league. And I know there's a ladies women's league as well. Um, I've been tried to, I've been, told to to join but uh and i think there's two actually i think there's two women's leagues there's one for women who are good golfers and they're serious about it which i am not and then there's one that's supposed to be more casual you might play nine holes you might make up your own rules uh you, you may know, just putt on nine you holes you may just putt you may just drink a hole i i don't know yeah. so it's that's more for fun but tell me about men's league um and i think it's such a cool cool experience that my son and my husband have a standing Wednesday date to play in this men's league, but it's not year round. So tell me, but, but it, then things, things shifted this year because of COVID. Yeah. So what is well, normal? Well, no, normal is beginning of May uh, through middle of late September. September. I mean, till pretty much football starts, but, yep. uh, but it's Wednesday nights and uh, it's a two man match play handicap game and so so it's two on two and it's very sociable and it's and it's round robin so you're playing against different people you know do you know what they're talking week. about because i don't no, know she doesn't terms. know anything. but <laughs> but then after they have they they so it's very very sociable round and it's not serious it's it's 
just get to know all the members and everything. Well, maybe if you come to the last hole and you're tied, it's the sad. last hole might get serious. <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw that out there. But overall, and then after they they have they throw out the best buffets, and you know the drinks there are amazing. Johnny uh, Porsche. Yeah, Johnny Porsche. So the bartenders there are the, the best I've seen. So. You know, it's it's uh, it's actually it's very 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 sociable thing. And then what I think what you're referring to the second thing, if they just start these scrambles on Friday nights, a lot of them, and even if you've never played in your life, that's the thing you sign up for and go because they have music after. You don't have to be good. If you hit a horrible shot, you just pick it up and you go to your partner. Yeah, that's the only it's, way I play. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is it is a wonderful. Things. So I think that's the second thing you were referring Carrie, to. Carrie, are you a golfer? I am not. I actually own a set of golf clubs, but I've never played in my whole entire life. How did you get a set of golf clubs? Uh, a friend uh, sadly passed away. Oh, that, well, I should have asked a question. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's it's, it's yeah, perfectly fine. That up, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's it's a real mishmash of clubs. I've always wanted to play, honestly, and I like watching it on television. To Do tell you, you the really? truth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I run a podcast called Girls Beer Sports. I, yeah, I watch the yes, sports. Yes, you like the sports. I all the sports, right? Uh, and golf, yeah, golf. I really, I actually enjoy watching. Golf. I don't necessarily mind when it's on TV because it puts me into a deep sleep, like the best nap ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of great lady golfers we're very proud of laney you know we mentioned b fry who has the house listed at 165 uh his daughter it just got a full scholarship to uk yeah wow so we're very very proud of her well not only that she just went to a junior amateur event at uh what is it crooked stick or yes in indiana in indiana and uh, there was a lot of press on the on the boys side of the competition because john daly's son was in contention and he ended up losing, um, coming in second place, I think. But he's he's actually a stud for, for his age. But Laney Fry, under the radar, went in and whipped every other girl's ass in that tournament. I killed him. Killed him. And she Smoked lives right him. here in the neighborhood. And she's, I mean, she's yeah, she's, she's a superstar. So, yeah, uh, so it's kind of so fun to proud watch. Of her too. So interesting fact. I don't know if you know this, but B Fry. And my twin brother, Greg, who you know, mm-hmm. were fraternity brothers at UK. Ah. So they knew each other way back in the, in the day. Probably have stories on each other that neither one of them wants to come out on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. They probably, <laughs> they probably have blackmail material on each other. How's the weather? How's the weather when you're trying to play golf? Can you play year-round here? No. Well, no. some people do. No, you cannot. So if you have you're part, asking if someone you have that moved part, here from Beverly Hills. Yeah. So, Stu used to, let me tell you. So I'll tell you this, right? Two years ago, Stu said um, in about September, he said, I'll see you after they play the Masters, right? I'm taking six months off. I ain't playing in the cold weather. This year, we had a number of warm days. Stu played, I guarantee you, if we go back and look, Stu played some in November, some in December, some in January, some in February, some in March, some in April. Did I? I guess it probably just does. I mean, the weather here in Lexington can be guaranteed. He had long pants and some some uh, long tops on. But two years ago, it was I won't play again till after the Masters, and now uh, he played. So you do get some breaks. I mean, obviously you can't play year round every day. But you do get some breaks, and there's a lot of guys with cart covers. They have heaters. You just dress warm. You suck it up. You go out for a day here and there. You get a couple days in the 60s. Well, Ina did a fantastic job of clothing me. Yes. And everything. She did a great, great job. But I would, I would say 
legitimately, it's a 10-month season. If you, I mean, for the real golfers out there, you don't want to give them – and you may get a bonus, what we call a bonus we day. We call them bonus rounds. Bonus yeah. day, but January and February is tough to play. Yep. I don't care who you are. Bonus rounds just make your membership, your yeah, cost per but, round go yeah. down, and that's always good. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the membership is still the best deal in the United States for a 10-month season. Yeah. The only yeah. other thing I'm going to add, Stu, so you've got your brother mm-hmm. uh, who lives in Beverly Hills right now. Mm-hmm coming in to play with you in the member guest tournament um next month yep i've got my buddy uh jacob from uh, texas coming in and i've actually got uh two other buddies from texas coming in one of them's playing with tyler and then denny darty doc was looking for a partner and i paired him up with one of my with one of my golf buddies so i got three guys coming from texas to stay at my house for this tournament but everybody loves the bourbon duck We've got the member member will be teeing off against each other this weekend and the member member. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of good tournaments. Talk a little bit about the tournaments. Well, I mean, the first thing is they're extremely well run. And that, and if you've ever been in a poorly run tournament, I mean, you know. Yes. I mean, it's extremely disappointing because you take a lot of time out to play in them. They're, and they, there's they're a cost. cost. There's a cost to them and things like that. So you don't have to worry. I mean, uh, Zach Duffy and Tyler yeah, no, and... No, no why. And Duffy and, Duffy and uh, Alex Miller, they do a great, great job of uh, running these tournaments. I mean, I'm really impressed with the staff here at Keene. So, so any tournament you sign up for is going to be extremely well run and uh, just a lot of fun. I actually play. volunteered the first year the Barbasol tournament was here. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I, I'm not a big golfer. I don't enjoy necessarily watching it on TV, but I thought that I need to be a part of this experience because – Everybody's talking about it, so it must be a big deal. And I, I enjoyed my well, Ina. I mean, you want to talk about attending the Barbasol? I mean, how much? I mean, we she loved the Great Goose Pavilion. What are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> what did you discover at the Great Goose Pavilion, Ina? Did they have a special cocktail of the day? I'm not really sure what I discovered there. I think it's Stuart's imagination. <laughs> I was just there as a support for Stuart to make sure he doesn't drink that much. So, <laughs> so I was, when I did my volunteer work, I, I was kind of hoping to cart people around, you know, like drive people places in the cart. But I got assigned duty of guard of the ladies' locker room. And it was it was an interesting experience because that was the year. What was her name? We had uh, uh, was it Brittany Brittany, Brittany Linscombe? Because it was it was an interesting and a learning experience for everybody because they they wanted her to be treated as well as the men, of course. But she was was it the first time that a woman had played in the PGA? No, there's been a few others. Annika Annika Sorensen played yeah. uh, several so years it, ago, but it's very infrequent. And so they had to make special arrangements. I mean, it was a once-in-a-decade thing. But, yeah, but they put that. me... I didn't, like, I didn't necessarily like my duty, but it was kind of cool. Because I had to make sure that nobody came into the girls' locker room except for her. And, um, but the wives of the men, golfers, weren't used to that. Because mm-hmm. usually when they go, mm-hmm. there's no female players, so they get to go in the locker room. And I was like, sorry, you can't come in. And they were like, What? I am the wife. Yeah. Um, so so know, that was. <laughs> Stu, you remember this. They shut down the entire clubhouse, right, just for the pros. Mm-hmm. And so so all the guys share the men's locker room, and Brittany got the female locker room by herself. Mm-hmm. And now the spouses 
are all hanging out there and they typically all go into the ladies room but because it was a players locker room this time they weren't allowed we in. were like there's a fancy porta potty and, outside and for a, you and, and they, had <laughs> like they were getting much. sent to the porta potty it it let me tell you. But day two, the probably didn't go over well. Day, it did not go over well. Day and two Kim was in the battle at a cross. Brittany Harris. was like, "Please, they are welcome to come in my my bathroom. I don't need a whole entire bathroom just to myself." So well, she was. And, a, it's not even just a bathroom. She it's was. A she, didn't, room. she didn't need 155 wives mad at her either. No. <laughs> um, did we talk about um, how a non-resident becomes a member of the golf? How do you, Rick, how did you become well, a member? You just joined. You just, you just joined. joined. Is there, yeah. You talked to Lauren Cold so, Iron over there. She's, she's uh, Lauren Vernon now. Oh, sorry. Lauren Vernon. Yeah, yeah. so Lauren Cold Iron Vernon. And uh, we see she takes people out every day. So Stuart and I are involved in a WhatsApp group. Uh, we've got about 50, 60 guys in our WhatsApp group. And, uh, and it's how we communicate. Hey, who wants to play today? We set up some tea times. Who's in? Who's out? And we get games going, and you uh, have a new guy in your group. Well, we we, we no, get we new guys twenty five. We get new guys every day. So it, the interesting thing is that is that the club now seems to utilize. I think we're gonna have to start charging them for this. We may have to get a discount on our on our rates, Lauren. I hope you're listening. But um, it, every time they get a new guy, and they're trying, to, how do I get acclimated? That's the first question. And they say, well, hey, there's there's some several groups that are playing. There's this one group. Um, we'll, we'll put you in touch with them and, and we'll get you on their WhatsApp and you can join their group and play. And so, uh, which is great for us. We love it because we get more people. And the funny thing is that the, what's the WhatsApp group is called Keen Run Old Guys, but I think the last 15 members are all like really young. Sorry. And that's Stuart getting another Stuart's cocktail. Been, that's okay. Stuart's, Stuart's making ice sounds. <laughs> that's okay. That's what we do. We've been talking for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, you know it's it's great, and and I and I wish that this feature was there when I joined like 10, 11, 12 years ago because I felt like it was very difficult to get involved. Um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't play on Wednesday nights at first, and uh, I I didn't didn't get in the first member guest or two, and so it was it was kind of hard to to meet members and find people to play with and do stuff so i went out by myself quite a bit uh or just with tyler i take a guess but um at you know at the end i think this is a really good solution for people that are joining we, we welcome them with open arms and and by the way Stuart, we like taking everybody's money right That's a, well and they have the opportunity to play with someone who used to be famous that never was really that good yeah yeah so. exactly <laughs> who is that Oh, <laughs> I thought for a minute you were talking about Lamar. <laughs> no, Lamar. We, yeah, we have NFL wide receivers out there. We yeah, have we have we have a. It's a pretty eclectic group, but we have people from I'd say twenty five to seventy five in our group, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, we you know we go out. We we have a friendly game. It's like a fifteen dollar game at max. We play for greenies and we put people on teams kind of based on handicaps and. We just play for fun. At the end of the day, somebody gets some money, somebody doesn't. Um, it usually, what I find is the money just kind of circulates in a circle. It just goes in your pocket, out of your pocket, somebody else's pocket, to another pocket, and back to your pocket. It's, yeah, it's uh, more about the trash talk. It's, talking it's about our <laughs> more about the trash talk and more about just having fun. But it's talking about our son again, though. I I think is the one cool thing about golf is it, it, it's any age. Like our son is twenty seven. 
and you all just played in a, a tournament. What was that? That it was father son tournament. Mm-hmm. And so Tyler's 27, who played with no 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 Christopher went this year. Our son in law went. Yeah. But um, but last year it was Tyler. But, yeah. but you might have a 27 year old and his dad, and then you might have Stewart who and, and, my and dad, his he, dad. And he's going to be 80. So yeah. so you've got all the age ranges. Um, what would you say the youngest person is? How would, how would I mean I know there I've well, seen we saw five year olds out there today. Oh. Uh, Five-year-olds. Not like, in our group. I mean, just saying out there in the, in the golf, juniors. In the, in There's the a juniors. huge junior camp was, out here. It's it great was for juniors. Packed. I couldn't believe how many Main- juniors. Maintaining social distance, of course. Yeah. And there's a lot of high school kids that come out here. There's a great junior oh, yeah. program to club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Bob Sweeney's uh, kid was fantastic, and he's been on that junior camp. Uh, yeah. His name's Tate. I call him Tater. The little boy with the abs. Oh, yeah. He's got the abs and the guns. (laughs) And he'll show you his abs and his guns. He played in the father's son as the the second son. So Bob brought his older son out to play, uh, Carson. But, yeah. So Tate ended up using three of Tate's shots. And actually, actually, of the questions you're thinking about, if you're listening, you're thinking about buying a house out here or over there from these guys, this club is very kid-friendly. And that's actually a big deal because that is not the case. And when you say kid majority friendly, of places. when you say kid friendly, what if you have a retired couple that had like six kids and they've all moved out of the house and they have the empty nest and they're enjoying it and they don't want to be around kids. So when well, you say kid friendly, like how yeah, kid friendly are that's, they? That's the beauty of having two courses. Okay. And that's also, now once kids are in school, that couple can play from 7 a.m. till 1 or tee off at 1 p.m. They'll never see a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, but late afternoons, and they're not out there on the weekends. Or Is anything champions like. more adult? I would say so, if you're honestly asking me. Because it's, it's a little bit harder for mm, the kids. Gotcha. But, but I don't get the impression. But, but if you, you can avoid them if you want. Trust me, because that's the beauty of having. And then if you have, that's the beauty of having two. You can avoid them if you want, but you. But if you have them, you can include them. But if you have them, they're going to feel welcome. Wonderful. And that's even more important because I. I I mean, they do a lot. I I think it's the lifeblood of the club is to get young members with kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think that's the lifeblood. Yeah, they have great junior camps out here. Oh, fantastic! Kids are always out on the practice range. But they don't slow up play. I mean, trust me, for all of your purists listening, trust me, they will not get Well, you know what? That's interesting, too. So we had a member, buddy of ours, lost a wallet the other day Mm. playing golf. He Mm. lost his phone in a wallet. Great story. Two, um, he was freaked out. It had his, he had several hundred dollars of cash. He had all his credit cards and his phone in a, like a phone wallet and uh lost it we couldn't find it we looked all over we kept playing i think he was distraught for about six or seven holes we my brother's it. business partner went back to look for it yeah exactly and we called the clubhouse and they said hey it just got turned yeah. in we've got it they drove it straight out to him so that he wouldn't have to be without his phone and his wallet any longer and they said that two probably teenage girls probably our guest was 14 15 years old turned it in he saw them at the end of the round and said, hey, were you the ones that turned this in? And they said, yeah, we did. And and, uh, and he said, thank you. And he went up and gave me each 40 bucks. And they were like, no, we don't want your money. He's like, no, we need more kids like you in, in this country that, that are respectful and do the right thing. And I want to reward you for it. And so he gave them 40 bucks each. They tried to refuse it, but he, he wouldn't let them 
leave without taking Good. taking money. So, but you know, the kids out there, you know, if they're playing slow, they will wave you on. They'll let you go. They do not slow you down at all. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really good situation. They're very respectful. Well, that's part of being Kentucky. Kentucky is so respectful. As as we're coming to an end here, so we talked a lot about golf as I anticipated, and I appreciate all of the input because I know there are people that are very interested in that. But let's say you are uh, married or have a significant other who doesn't love it as much as you do. Let's let's move away from the golf for a minute. What do you like to do for entertainment? that doesn't involve golf in Lexington or in the surrounding areas or close by. Um, and if it's just hanging out at the pool, I mean, what, who, what's not to love about that? Um, but do you, do you, do you have favorite places to shop? Well, I, I like to travel uh, slightly long distances and, uh, I like driving anyway. So going to Louisville, for instance, you know, or even Cincinnati or any kind of surrounding areas, um, but for shopping, probably my favorite spot would be at the Summit Mall. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I'm crazy about high-end perfumes, mm. my favorite spot is the Cos Bar. Because the this Cos is... Bar. Is that where they have those bath bombs? Or is uh, that where they no. have the custom that, where you You're take speaking about Lash, probably, or okay. something like that. But a Cos Bar is... Is that by the Kendra, the, yes. the jewelry store? close by okay so but this is probably the only place in town where you can go and try something very unique and something more on um, higher end in terms of fragrances and uh, even though like nowadays Macy started carrying some brands like Tom Ford and Joe Malone from London yet uh, they don't have um, as big of a variety as course bar and this is just like a little little um, collection that uh, helps me to stay sane because <laughs> because in Los Angeles you can find those boutiques left and right and everywhere you go to say Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman Marcus or uh, other boutiques that actually specialize in some high-end fragrances. Yeah, the Summit and, is uh, all boutique stores. It's outside, right, walking. It's, it, it's quite uh, very eclectic, and I think it's kind of like more uh, designed probably for the uh, Well, Kentucky. it reminds me of the Grove, a little bit, uh, a little bit. That's true. So when we used to live in Los Angeles with Stuart, uh, we had some outside mall where they had like a lot of really nice little boutiques. And Summit to some extent does but it has mostly restaurants than any kind of like interesting shops that i would be personally interested in but that little spot of course bar is like my is it c-o-s c-o-s-b-a-r it's all one word that's correct it's like a bar like cosmetic bar so it's kind of like abbreviated version of that and uh this is where i go and explore something new to discover for myself and then i i buy <laughs> or else do they <laughs> do they mix different scents together for you to make uh, they, custom they don't, scents or they it, they don't have sophistication of los angeles or new york where you can actually create your own um scents or mix something together they don't have those ingredients and such or their ability or space but um but they do have brands you cannot find elsewhere in kentucky you have to go to chicago you have to go to uh, some major city to find 
things like that. So what's so. your favorite? So let's say somebody wants to buy their special lady a really exquisite bottle of perfume. What would like that? me for her <laughs> on our 30th anniversary yeah, that's coming I'm up in a few weeks? Me. I'm just saying if somebody wanted to so present. Tell her what to get. Yes. Ina, <laughs> Ina, tell me what I, to buy. Actually, it would be special. Well, one of my favorites that Coors Bar definitely carries would be uh, the brand Creed, and it's a very well-known brand. Um, and uh, one of my favorites would be the Aventus for her. So it's a quite unique fragrance, I think, and it uh, has really uh, good longevity and uh, very uh, good sillage, as we say. Longevity is good. I can't stand it when I spray perfume on my wrist and I try to, an hour later, I smell it and it's gone. Uh, it also depends on your body chemistry, so every fragrance will smell differently mm -hmm. on different people. But um, that's why it's a very good idea to always go and try um, to spray on your skin and, and see how it develops. that's what you can do develops. at this bar. Why have I never been to this bar? Do they, can you drink wine while you're at this bar? Anna, Not you really. Kim <laughs> this weekend while Stuart and I are playing in the member member. I think we should definitely visit Cause Bar. Mm -hmm. And then Pick we can out go, your favorite, Kim. And, and then we can go to hook. Crew and we can have an order and some wine, wine at Crew. Oh, there's definitely some wine there. Yes. At the Summit. Absolutely. And we can also try some sushi or something. So, oh, which yeah. Is... I'm always game for that. Are you a big sushi fan? I am a huge sushi fan. We're from have California. You, have you been to, to Zen You've Sushi been to yet? Zen, haven't you? I have not. And it's got the Xander roll at Zen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They've got the best sushi. Mm -hmm. If you like sushi and you don't care about the ambiance, because it is a smaller... Well, there's an ambiance. Well, it is. But well, it's her just, favorite Korean restaurant is in the back of a grocery store. Yeah, so what I would say is like... You know the one time, I see. Go one? ahead, chime so, in. What is it? So, so Zen is not like um, Sushi Blue or Blue Sushi in the Summit where it's got the big bar and all that stuff. Uh, it's a little more low-key, but but by far, I think they have... they have they In my opinion, they have the best actual it's, sashimi it sushi melts it melts in your mouth they have the best sashimi in town well that's saying something so that's pretty good because yeah we've, we've had azuka we've had some others some good stuff but uh, but to give ina credit being a trooper coming from the highest in beverly hills you can have her favorite and she's into thai food korean food all that kind of stuff i like authentic food yeah authentic her favorite korean restaurant in lexington so if you move here from Alaska, it's in actually in the back of a grocery store. So don't freak out. Carrie's nodding her head. She knows what I'm talking about. What grocery store? And what's store? the what's the what's the what's your dish there? Sim boom bop or uh, bim boom bop? Oh, I bim boom bop. I love that. I love bim. I don't know how to say it. Oh bim, bim, my god. So bim, go, bim, go ahead. Talk Where about bim boom bop. You too. Where's it located, Carrie? It's over. Is it over off for Sales Road? Is that where it is? No. It's off Clay's Mill. Clay's no, Mill. Clay's Mill. Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Wellington area. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it's kind of like next to Goodwill Just barely store inside the circle. Like next to yeah. And it's a Korean like a grocery store. Yes, it's a Korean grocery store. It's yes, got a very a, a little um, restaurant in the so back. So let's say you're at Jesse Clark it's Middle Mill. School. It's Clay's Where? Mill. Clay's Mill. Well, so Clay's it's Mill. Like where inside the, old, the circle. Where the old, uh, old like one man's treasure store was. You're asking people that moved here from Beverly Hills. I don't know. All right, so we're going to have to figure out. So it's a grocery store. What's and the at the back of the grocery store is this. We have to look it up. Okay, I want to know. I want to know. But it's on Clay's Mill Road. Yeah. And it's you got to find restaurant. out. We love oh. it. Is it, is it inside of a Korean 
grocery store? Grocery store, yeah. yeah. It was the grocery store. Back. Yes. And then the back, back of the... They, they yeah. serve this huge appetizer dish, no matter what you order, ahead of time. Kimchi and There's a new... Else. I call it new because I just discovered it recently, but it's actually been there a few years now. But there's a new Thai restaurant over there on Clay's Mill Road as well. That's very, very Ooh, good. Um, yeah. I also love Jasmine Thai off of Winchester Road, but that's on the other side of town. She loves Pad Thai. Oh, so chicken Pad Thai is amazing. Thai. Not only Pad Thai. I know. So I hey, think... So, by the way, since you like Korean food, did you know that Kim studied to be a Korean linguist? Is I she actually so. She can actually speak a little bit of Korean. I forgot most of it. I can speak Korean. Kimchi. fabulous all right on that note i think we have taken up enough of carrie's time and enough we've taken up enough of your time and our listeners time hopefully we still have some people out there listening to us but uh if you have any questions about keen manor or keen trace or champions just give me a holler. I can point you in the direction of some of these golfers, or uh, I can try to answer the questions myself. Kim Zander, 859-230-4597 if you want to reach me. Thanks, everybody.